Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, September the 29th, the last Friday of September. So if you think time is flying, it is. I think that this is actually the end of the third quarter. If my calendar knowledge is correct, right? October, November. Yeah, that's right. So at the end of September, this is the end of the of the third quarter. Of course, this is also the, the week or the next couple of days when the government has to do funding. So it looks like we may have another one of those shutdowns. I don't usually get that excited about them because it ends up being fixed and the people who are sent home end up getting paid. Uh, but I do support, I mean, in principle, I do support those Republicans who are saying, you know, we got to do something about border, uh, the border and we have to do something about other things. So I, I, I you know, I support philosophically what they're trying to do, but I just wish that we could do these things without having to have a shutdown. I think that getting things done in Washington, governing in Washington has simply sunk to a level where it almost resembles a, a very bad marriage, where the man and the woman are not talking to each other, where they cannot get anything done. I mean, that's kind of what Washington reminds me of these days. Nothing can get done. And, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to the country. We obviously cannot keep spending money the way we are. So, I mean, it's just a mess. But what is probably lacking more than anything else here is a little presidential leadership. You know, a president who will call both people in the, into the White House and say, hey, guys, we got to get this done. We don't have that, unfortunately. And that's uh, it's just a, it's just a very difficult time to see what's happening to the country because the country's not doing well. The country's not doing well. And not just the economy, the inflation and all of that, the border, which is a total mess. More than that, the country's, uh, you know, almost like the morale of the country is low right now. And uh, I remember the last time we had something like this. It was at the end of the 70s with uh, President Carter. But this is worse right now. I think this is a lot worse than it was uh, back in the late uh, 70s. Well, you may have heard by now that uh, Senator Feinstein of California passed away. She was 90 years old. Look, she's a, a very nice lady from everything that we hear. And uh, even though Mrs. Feinstein and, and me probably don't agree on too many things, I do think she was a serious liberal. And she never, you know, sort of got into the, the kinds of left-wing tactics that some other people in her party uh, have done. So uh, I think the Democrats are going to have a very difficult time finding anybody of the quality of a Senator Feinstein because she was the kind of person who could work with Republicans, and she did, frankly, on many national security issues. And I don't know where they're going to find somebody like that. The latest word we hear is that the governor of California is going to appoint a black woman. I guess that's the only requirement to be to be a senator from California these days to be a black woman, to be in the Supreme Court and to be a senator from California, the only requirement is to be a black woman. I don't know. There's something There's something that wrong with that. I, I remember when we used to call that racism. Remember when we used to call that, that stuff like that, racism, selecting people by the color of their skin and, or gender, I guess, as well. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to the Democrat Party. They always bring up Martin Luther King, but then they forget 
the words of Martin Luther King uh, back in 1963 when he said, I want my children judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I don't know whether Democrats even believe that anymore. They certainly don't act, uh, or many of them do not act, uh, act that way. I've got a post over at the American Thinker about the Arizona governor. You may be familiar with the situation. The lady who's the governor out in California, Katie Hobbs, is her name. She won a very, very narrow election against uh, Carrie Lake, the other the Republican opponent out there. And about 48 hours ago, she basically you know, gave control of the state over to the treasurer and named uh, the treasurer of the state as acting governor. Now, what's, what's interesting about all of this, two things, and I point this out in my post, there's two things that are very interesting about all of this. Number one, we don't know why she had to take a leave of absence or whatever. Nobody's told anybody why. You know, if it's a medical reason, I certainly understand that. If it's if she needs to go into a clinic or uh, medical care for a certain amount of time, you know, everybody understands that. Nobody's going to criticize the governor for, for uh, you know, putting her health uh, uh, above everything else. So, I mean, I wouldn't criticize her if this was a medical problem, but we don't know what it is. The other thing that was very crazy about all this thing is that in the Arizona line of secession, meaning the people who would be next in line, you got the governor, and then you have the secretary of state, and then you have the attorney general, and then you have the treasurer. What happened to those two people? Why didn't they become the acting governor? Now, I understand the attorney general is out of the state, but I mean, come on, this is 2023. We communicate instantly. Uh, you know, on, on, at this time. I mean, I can certainly understand 100 years ago, if you were going to be out of the state, it could take you weeks to get back to the state. But now, because of technology, you could connect uh, to your state government, you know, by phone or whatever. So it, it's a very strange situation in Arizona. Hopefully, we find out soon whatever happened to the to the governor, but it's crazy. I've never seen anything like this before, where the governor simply says, I'm going to check out, doesn't tell you why, and then gives the keys to the office, not to the next in line, not to the next in line, but to the next, next, next in line. I mean, it's crazy. That's all I can say. As I, and I'll say it again, as I wrote in my post, if this is a medical problem, I understand it completely. If there's a medical problem, I fully understand and sympathize with the governor for needing some time off. But we don't even know that. You know, we don't we don't know what's going on. And I think that's the crazy, the crazy part uh, about it. I've got a post coming out uh, Saturday morning about something that is very ugly, but happening on the border. And that is violence against women. Uh, there is a story on Reuters about uh, one. But there are many examples of this one young woman who was raped uh, at the border by the people who were bringing them over. Basically, according to the story, the young woman was told to call your family and you know request more money. When she wouldn't do it, either because they don't have the money or because she didn't want to do it, they raped her. And there are, you know, there are accounts, people who are human accounts of what happened, people who have who support what happened to her. Now she's not alone, of course. Uh, there are many, many more of these incidents happening on the border, and that's because these women are very vulnerable. 
to the the people who are bringing them over you know they bring you over and they've got control of total control of you you know they tell you when to come over they tell you what to pay they tell you where to go they tell you where to wait i mean they've got total control of these uh in many cases young women who are sitting there on the border on the mexico side waiting to come over and it, it is really a tragedy and it, it begs the question you know where is aoc you know where is the view all of these groups who are always you know shining their feminist uh, flag where are they in these stories this ought to be an outrage every woman in the congress democrat or republican should be outraged by a story like this frankly everybody male or female should be outraged but especially the female members of, of the party and especially the democrats who are always talking about violence against women in our campuses and so on. And yet when it happens on the border, there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest. And it just makes you, you know, begs the question, why? What's going on? What's going on? I mean, these are young women who are being raped uh, by these uh, criminal organizations. And yet apparently nothing, nothing happens uh, or nobody wants to talk about it. It's one of those things where they don't want to talk about it. They just want to talk about Trump. They just want to talk about Trump. All they want to talk about is, is Donald Trump. What a, what a tragedy. This border situation is, is it's more than a humanitarian crisis. It's whatever, what's, what's ever worse than a humanitarian crisis. It's absolutely horrible what uh, the human cost of this uh, border situation, the way people are being used, particularly women, it's just absolutely obscene. It's sick. And I, I honestly, maybe the vice president who's supposed to be in charge of the border, maybe she could say something about this. Maybe she could step up and say, you know what? I don't I don't buy this. I think we need to do something about it and maybe hold the Mexican government accountable for these rapes happening in their country. Maybe uh, the, uh, the vice president uh, could do something like that. Well, on this day in history, let me leave you with a little historical note. On this day in 1961, Roger Maris hit number 60. By hitting number 60, he tied Babe Ruth for the, you know, the biggest number of home runs, or the most home runs in one season. Now, a couple of days later, he hit number 61, and he broke the record and set the new record of 61. But on this day in 1961, Roger Maris did what no one thought would ever be done, which is hitting 60 home runs in one season. In fact, uh, the Babe Ruth, when he hit, Babe Ruth, when he hit number 60, I think he said something along those lines saying, nobody, nobody will ever match this. And you know what? For a long time, they didn't think anybody would. I mean, there were a couple of guys who got to the 50s, the high 50s, but nobody, nobody would touch 60 until Roger Maris on this day in 1961. Roger Maris, of course, passed away in 1985. And the great tragedy of Roger Maris is that when he passed away in 1985, there was an asterisk next to his name, next to the 61, the record of 61. There was an asterisk that Major League Baseball had put on, on the 61 home runs, uh, indicating that uh, the 61 home runs were hit in a longer season, which is true, eight more games. But uh, eventually the commissioner removed it, and uh, that asterisk is no longer next to Roger Maris's name. By the way, Roger Marius was just a great guy. Uh, he died very young. 
Um, I think he was in his 50 when he passed away from, from cancer. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, by the way, speaking of these storms up in New York, we'll talk a little bit about that with our friend Bill Katz when we connect with him on Monday. Of course, he lives there in New York. And uh, we'll probably get a much, you know, a big review of what uh, what is uh, going on. Thank you and have a great day, everybody.